From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, tell jokes, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. All right, welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. I'm Eric Wakeling here with Matt Davis. And, and my name is Matt Davis. Matt, I wanted to say your name. Okay, go again. All Start right. over. All right. Hey, this is the Calvary Life Podcast. I'm Eric Wakeling here with Matt Davis. And we have with us Jeff McKee. So, Jeff, you currently, you're a member of Calvary Church. You are the area director for FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Why don't you just tell us even first, like, just what does that mean? What does it mean to be this FCA director? What do you guys do here in Orange County? Yeah, we get uh, the privilege of walking alongside of coaches and athletes uh, all throughout Orange County. My role within North Orange County, so from the city of Orange all the way up, uh, we oversee. There's eight cities, 22 high schools, uh, seven colleges, a bunch of middle schools that we're going to start to get into. But uh, we walk, walk alongside of the coaches, athletes there. Teachers that are involved with uh, the huddles that are on campus, um, just uh, awesome ministry. Um, sports seems to right now open up doors uh, where we get to walk alongside, um, share the gospel with them, uh, really, and then just point people to Jesus. And then, then the goal is to uh, for them to get uh, connected into the local church, and that's what's just been awesome to see and the growth uh, within you know, individuals. Um, knowing that there's just more than saying yes to Jesus at a multi-sport huddle. Um, and people come for Wait, wait, wait. Is a huddle like just, is a huddle a fancy, is that a sporty word for meeting? Or what does that mean? What's a, what is a small group? I'm thinking football just before they say hike. So it, you gotta... Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, the whole football term. Yeah, huddle is, we, anything. Which way, by the way, I do know what a huddle is in football. <laughs> <laughs> I just say, what does it mean in I, this I, case? I knew you knew as for our listeners at home. <laughs> Let's talk about huddles, Jeff. Anything within FCA, anything to where that is consistent, um, to where it, it could be two individuals meeting, um, could be five, six, could be a coach, could be um, athletes, could be a teacher, um, anything that's consistent. Uh, we would consider that a huddle. So even like a cool. multi-sport huddle where we're going to have a bunch of, you know, Yorba Linda High School has three to 400 students that come uh, into the gym, free pizza, uh, the gospel shared. Somebody's coming that's going to come in and share their testimony. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually it's a, it's a sports story that, you know, um, whether we're FCA. So uh, we love to share about sports and um, it's, uh, yeah, a pretty cool opportunity um, where we were standing in the middle of a gym on a public school campus talking about Jesus. Hmm. Jeff, I'm, I'm curious, what do you think it is about sports that opens up? It, it becomes this vehicle for evangelism. And do you see that mostly with the boys, the guys that you're reaching out to? Or do you also have girls showing up to these as well? And uh, But why does sports work? Man, it, sports seems to, I don't know, just it, there's no walls. Like you can walk up to somebody in Starbucks or coffee bean and that has a Cubs hat on, you can say go Cubbies and now they're your friend and they turn around. It's a and brotherhood, start. right? Yeah, it is. It's, uh, yeah, there's, it's, it's non-controversial uh, and like, you know, yeah, you just, you see this, the, the whole sports talk kind of locker room and um, yeah, there's no walls there. Um, so yeah, same thing on campus too. So um, what's cool about it is like you have the students that are leading most of these huddles uh, and that's what's neat. You know, you like our job is to walk alongside of the leadership teams that are there. And, but you have high school athletes, uh, student athletes that are leading this, leading the charge on campus. 
I've heard of even a, there's a church out in Oklahoma before they ever built their sanctuary, they built baseball fields and their idea was they're just going to start a league during the week and have people show up. And then the winning team for that, that week or for that season, they actually show up on Sunday and they get awarded in church. Um, but you see that, that connection with some of these high school teams and other groups that you're working with and that connection, how do you move them from the field to the pew in, in a sense? Yeah. I mean, the, the leadership teams invite them. So into that, that, that huddle atmosphere, uh, gospels presented opportunity to respond. Um, we're starting now uh, on some campuses. We have alpha for students on campus. That's cool. That's um, cool. That just like big questions. We invite them in for all these big questions. And, um, and then we always have a local pastor. Uh, so Calvary here, uh, Courtney walks onto the campus at Foothill. Mm. Um, and then we have students that wanted to grow more than the FCA staff person, also leadership teams and parent volunteers are going to point them to the local church. And that's what's where that growth even comes in. It just grows deeper and uh, where we're able to walk alongside of them um, as FCA staff, but then the pastoral staff for the local church is really able to pour into them. That's huge. So I'd love to, uh, with you, kind of process through a little bit of how you got here, because mm -hmm. I think uh, some of your story is going to be really helpful for people as they're listening and they're thinking about how can I make an impact for God in my current work or also is how is God maybe calling me to something different? And what does that look like? And, you know, I think some of your story of how you eventually got here, it was it was not a short road. And I know maybe mm -hmm. it wasn't a traditional route per se. Mm -hmm. I don't know whatever that means. Right. But yeah, um, what were you what was you, even um, what was sports like for you early on just to even do that part of it? Yeah, no, I've I mean, I grew up carrying around a wiffle ball bat in the backyard. And I mean, if the nobody would play with me, but man, the dog was there. So that I was hitting the ball, dog would bring it back and <laughs> everybody won on that. And, um, you know, it was, it was awesome. I mean, baseball, you know, was my sport, played a little bit of basketball, but, um, yeah, then growing up and just different knows that God, um, just how he created me. I mean, I'm dyslexic. I'm red, green, colorblind. Uh, my left eye doesn't follow my right eye when I read. So I really struggled within the classroom. Um, so, but I excelled on the athletic field and that was, was really where, like I wanted to be. Um, hmm. and then, but you know, for me, I had people that were walking alongside of me to help me in the classroom so I could stay on the athletic field. Um, and then I just saw opportunities there and I wanted to be a part of, uh, sports, especially baseball. And, yeah. um, yeah, just really encouraged by that. And then just ton, like another no that God gave me and um, and I, I wanted to pursue going to the fire academy and and, and God said no to that be, just because of me being colorblind. And um, so just kind of processing that. And um, I also like you, ministry within the local church. You know, I wanted to say like, God, do you have me? I felt like there was this calling on my life within ministry, but I didn't know what it looked like, but I was willing to take steps. And yeah. Um, and just even through closed doors, um, man, God just propelled me into, into something else. And that's what the sports ministry with FCA. But I even remember just sitting down in your office, even talking to pastor Dave and making sure like you guys, like, man, am I crazy? Um, you <laughs> right. know, cause married and have two kids and, um, and I was making baseball bats and, right. um, and just, let's let's rewind there too because I think that's yeah. kind of interesting, right? So you 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 had your life of 
playing sports as a young young person and then going into adulthood and we all got to get a, a job and, and all that. But then what like so, but there's this whole thing of this baseball bat company, mm-hmm. Trinity Bat Company, which is is an intriguing thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's an intriguing thing to people. And so you're working at this and you're doing like the sort of the contact for Major League Baseball players, mm-hmm. too. Right. So tell, yeah. tell us a little bit about about that. Yeah, 2005, well, 2004, I was able to really kind of talk to my dad, and we prayed about starting a baseball bat company, and uh, it was a dream, um, and we kind of took steps towards it, and um, 2006, we got approved by Major League Baseball, and um, it was it was an amazing experience. I was vice president of the company, and I had all the Major League Baseball sales, and uh, was like every day, with my office was a clubhouse, or standing on the field like at Petco Park or Dodger Stadium watching batting practice and um yeah this is where that and that's just where I felt like that uh was part of my sweet spot for for a season um yeah. and uh yeah I was in the clubhouse I mean James Loney with the Dodgers uh, I was standing in front of his locker and I noticed he had an FCA bible and um you know we'll just he was struggling I think he was like 0 for 24 and um, and I, I noticed his Bible and I just said, Hey man, what, what's up with that FCA? And what is that? And he saw it's an FCA Bible. And, and uh, so we started talking about the Lord and, um, and God was working in his life, but here he was struggling like mm-hmm. mentally yeah. at the plate. And, and, you know, I was just like, man, you, you've got what it takes. You're here. I mean, so many people don't make it here. Um, and we was just talking to him that night. He went three for four. And, uh, <laughs> what was cool is that like, you know, the equipment manager uh, called me and said, hey, James wants you to come back down and just talk with him. I'm like, well, man, the, the power is not in me. Um, but it's just, you know, those the, just athletes, like we get stuck into like tradition, like routines and what works and particular bats. And um, but at that moment, it was just like, man, talking about Jesus, I think really just kind of took the pressure off of him and really just allowed him to to play free. And, you know, that, that equaled some hits and not that, you know, say yes to Jesus, you're going to get hits. <laughs> right. Right. But, but that, that shows a little bit of God's favor on you. And even, I mean, just to back it up, you guys went, you said 2004, your dad and you, you guys are talking like we have this dream. We want to make baseball bats, but it's not like you guys owned a lumber forest and knew lots about wood. It's not like you were like craftsmen, like, and you were building fine wood cabinets or like you really went from, I don't right. know what was before that. Right. And then like two years later, you said 2006 that major league baseball said you're an approved bat maker. Like, how do you mm-hmm. go from that to that? Yeah, we were, uh, we were printers. So my, me and my, my brother, and myself, we were fourth generation printers. Um, my wood uh, experience was uh, I was in wood shop honors at Tustin High School. <laughs> at least honors, it was honors. honors right? I was in honors. That, that just that just means I had two years of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was my experience. And um, so in, in in that print shop um, is where uh, we started dreaming of the name. And we they said you know it, it we got, was we're gonna call it Trinity. Um, and like, if this thing works, it's going to be God's, God's glory. Cause we didn't have the background. Um, we had the drive, we had the passion for the game and, and most business people, like they would discourage someone to move forward with like pursuing that business totally. with just passion, um, and two years of woodshop. <laughs> um, so how'd yeah. You guys, how'd you guys convince your first, 
you know, first couple or whoever MLB players to use your bats? Because it might be one thing that you are allowed to sell them, but why does anybody want to buy them? Right, you're not Louisville Slugger showing up, right, with the new model of bat. You guys are a brand new company altogether. Yeah, brand new. Um, so part of your requirement, so in 2006, Major League Baseball sends you a packet of everything that you have to have done in order just to sell bats um, to the players. And, and then that first year, you needed to have a letter from a major league team stating that they would order bats from you. Mm. Um, a, a friend of ours knew Rex Hudler, and then Rex Hudler uh, was announcing for the Angels at the time. Yeah. And then uh, he knew one of the VPs, uh, Ken Force. So Ken ended up getting a letter um, from the equipment manager um, saying that they would order bats from us. Um, and then as they were handing it to us, it was, we do not promise that we're going to order bats because it, it all depends on um, the players and if yeah. the players like it or not. And superstitions and crazy stuff like that, right? It is, yeah. <laughs> so, and here we, I mean, we have no idea what we're, what we're doing. Um, and we order wood that first year we get approved and um, we make uh, two bats and we ship it out for Vladimir Guerrero. Uh, and um, it was his specs, what we thought was his specs. And um, two weeks later, we show up for spring training. One of the, uh, the trainers comes up to us, hey, you guys are Trinity bats. And says, yeah, yeah, Vladdy has not put your bats down. And, um, and we sent him two. And, and what we didn't realize is that, like, you know, this is like the biggest, one of the biggest guys in baseball at the time. And, right. Um, and companies sent him dozens of bats right. and here we sent him two and, <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't a business strategy. It was, that was, that was, <laughs> That's like, all that was all the way we could afford to send them. <laughs> all Home Depot would give you, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so then it's like, you know, you get, you get orders from them and then it's just like, oh man, I need more wood, you know, but yeah, no, that was, um, uh, we have a picture. So he used those, he used those bats all the whole spring training. We have a picture of him opening day in Seattle um, with with that bat. And um, the trainer told us that that bat went uh, on the seat right next to him on the plane. Whoa. Um, yeah, it was really cool. So, I mean, just even to hear stuff like that. And you know, we had no idea what we were doing. Um, but also, wasn't it also... I could be wrong, but wasn't it called like the 27-1 or something like that? Is it, is it after a psalm? Or, I know it's his number, but... Yeah, yeah well, that was uh, that was a couple years later. Couple we years made, later. yeah, for Adrian Gonzalez. Oh, sorry. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. the model numbers on the bats. Yeah, the yeah. model. So at, um, yeah, we would you would connect with these Christian athletes, and they wanted like their favorite Bible verse on. Wait, what's happening? On about. I'll be right back. Matt just, Matt just walked out. I guess we'll just keep going. I'm not sure we'll what's keep happening. Going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. So eight. Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah. And then uh, Adrian <laughs> wants uh, the Psalm 27.1 as his favorite Bible verse. That's and, right. Yeah. Yeah. So then we'd um, call it Pro Model PS 271. That's right. Um, so so cool. it was cool. It was, just, it was neat to, even when guys would call us up and say, hey, this is my favorite Bible verse. I, I even felt like it was God telling me, why don't you stop what you're doing in the middle of your day and, and look that up and see what it is. And hmm. um, it was cool. Oh, Matt's oh. back. He is in full San Francisco Giants uniform. He's a giant. Man. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Right in, right in time, we started talking about the Dodgers. Oh, we did. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, perfect timing. I actually had a question for you about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I happen to be donned in some of my apparel. Eric, uh, for those listeners at home, what do you see right now? I, I do see a lot of orange and black. It is, yeah, it, 
He's got a jersey of some sort going on and a hat, and he's a big Giants fan, which most people who are uh, Dodgers fans, that's the opposite of. It, yeah, it's oil and water. <laughs> yeah, so Jeff, uh, let's talk about a certain time in our relationship going back. <laughs> We've been waiting for this moment. You remember when we uh, went out, you said, hey, I have uh, some bad deliveries to make. You want to go out? And I said, yeah. And all of a sudden, we make our way to L.A. And I thought maybe we were going to keep going all the way up to San Francisco. But we <laughs> stopped in L.A. And you brought me to Dodger Stadium. That's right. And we went through the Dodger Stadium clubhouse. And when we got out of the car, you put on your Dodger hat. <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> I, do, I do not remember that. But I do remember um, I did take you to... Well, we did. We went to Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Do you know why we went to Dodger Stadium? Uh, you remember that? No. You remember we needed... I'll um, ask the questions here, Jeff. <laughs> we needed the hawker trays for Light the Night. Oh. And remember that we, right. we ended up going to that Jewish deli in L.A. Man, this is turning on me. Yeah. Did you even go to the clubhouse? I think we did. I think we, we walked through the clubhouse. Oh, okay. I yeah. Thought, I was just like... Okay, I have memories maybe. of it, but it could have been a nightmare, <laughs> too. I don't... Well, nobody was there. It was like off-season, but... It, I mean, uh, it was like a week before light the night here. and That's right. Yeah. And we walked around selling like caramel corn and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> we were using the Dodger Stadium uh, hawker trays for light the night. Yeah. That's I remember awesome. feeling conflicted about it even then. But I, 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 I donned my apparel for this question. Yeah. It's a lot of work for one question. But <laughs> we did talk about this, that you, depending on what locker room, you couldn't go to the Padres locker room with your Dodgers gear. Like... You were going to be a fan for whoever you were delivering to or hanging out with that day. Yeah. Um, and I'm just curious, like, what does that look like for you? It translates like you are stepping into these different environments. You're at a high school sometimes. Sometimes you guys are throwing camps during the summer. You're doing you're at the rescue mission and you're, you're playing wiffle ball. But you are there to be all things to all men so that Christ may be preached. And, and mm -hmm. so and, and you started out very much as baseball, but I think you're also just doing lots of sports, right? FCA is not mm -hmm. just baseball, but what what does that experience, even just hitting all these different locker rooms, um, just allowed you to proclaim the gospel in whatever environment you find yourself in? Yeah, no, it it's uh, I think I think you know you guys have seen me. I've had a even like a, a Rockies pullover on and a Dodgers hat on before. You guys question, hey, what team are you on? And <laughs> that's right, what team are you um, playing for today? Yeah, it's and. Um, at, during spring training, I would, I would spend one day at a particular club. So I, w I would, if I had a hat, I would one, I would wear one of their hats and, or I wear a, a Trinity hat or something, something neutral. And, um, but yeah, it's just, you know, getting the, getting that open door, like Trinity allowed me, he gave me the platform. Um, and even, you know, to talk about, you know, the bats and the logo, there are seven stars and we would always talk about, man, that in Revelation, God see hold the seven stars in his right hand. And yeah. that's where we want to be. That's where I need to be in God's right hand. And, um, I want God's hands around me and, um, him leading me and guiding me. So, I mean, the logo, there's just so much that, that went into the bats that opened the doors to talk mm -hmm. uh, to people about Jesus. And, um, guys would come up, you know, Ben Zoberist and, Adrian Gonzalez, who are Christian athletes and say, man, you guys are Christian. This is so cool. And, you know, and they would try it out and then they would love the product because the product was good. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we were Christian. So it was, it was neat to where it wasn't just like they were trying us out because we're Christians, but we really put a lot of, you know, effort and research into the product. And, yeah. um, but then that, you know, that 
kind of we we were able to share the stage in the sense of you know within you know manufacturing baseball bats and my dream as a youngster was to be a professional baseball player and you know god said no to it but he allowed me to make bats for over 200 major league baseball players and yeah so like every day i would drive past angel stadium going to work and home and and there was there were times to where I was at spring training in Arizona for a month and a half and, um, you know, was able to watch Josh Hamilton in, in 2009 hit a home run with one of our bats in spring training. And that led to a bunch of guys of the Rangers ordering bats. And hmm. um, I just saw, I mean, God blessed it, um, hmm. you know, and, um, you know, it, it was tough. I mean, it was, it's a business and, you know, you need finances to keep the doors open. And, yeah. Um, but then that really op- allowed us to partner up with other organizations and um, like, I mean, even uh, uh, an opportunity to, to start a baseball team at KidWorks, you know, one of the organizations, nonprofits that Calvary partners with. And um, it's like, man, we were able to, to start a baseball team there and played in a local like Angels RBI League, revi- reviving baseball in the inner city. And um, myself, Brian Hendricks, uh, Matt Doan and Brent Debbin, and we were able to, to coach this team and walk alongside these kids. And, and then that led to one day, you know, Doan was preaching and, and we invited the team to come and like they filled the whole entire front row. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, like if we showed up to kid works and invited them to church without baseball being in the middle of that, I don't think they would have come. Right. No way. Um, it's cool. Yeah. I remember being super impressed by you when we went to the Padres clubhouse uh, and I was just watching. Yeah, we didn't go to the Giants or the Dodgers. <laughs> he knew not to take me to the Dodgers. That would have been rough as an Angels fan. But uh, I was able to go down. Padres are sort of like nobody can really get mad at the Padres. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, but just like I remember you just even talking about how you had this sort of manner and style, like where you're not going to be going up and kind of like hassling people or approaching mm-hmm. people or selling, you know, but it's like, Hey, I just stand here respectfully and let them come to me and people would. And mm-hmm. it was cool. Like people would come talk to you and then people, some people wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. and you have to just kind of be chill about that. And I remember, uh, Heath Bell was one that you had a relationship mm-hmm. with too. And he, it was kind of cool because what would happen that I saw was how he would kind of help you connect with other people because mm-hmm. he cared about you because you've cared about him, you know, and knows yeah. that you're genuine. And I think it was this, little like kind of microcosm in this kind of awesome environment, you know, just to all of us regular Joes to be able to go into a major league baseball clubhouse on game day, mm-hmm. not during the off season, Matt, but um, yeah, on game day <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and be able to watch, no, but just be able to watch you and see the way that your influence is there without kind of hitting people over the head with it. Yeah. yeah. That was just, yeah, my style and really, you know, Trinity style, but just how really God's wired me. Um, just to be quiet, reserve, I mean, listen more. Yeah. Um, you know, two years, one mouth, and God wants me to listen more than He wants me to talk, and um, and then really just man, pour in to ask questions about their families. Yeah. Because um, I mean, it. Those guys are they're walking in, you know, having discussions with their kids, bad grades or arguments with your spouse, and you know, and I mean, they're they they put their shoes on the same as us, exactly. it? Yeah. you know, so just to walk alongside of them and listen to them. And, um, yeah, and that, that really just opened up doors and we ended up talking more life with all those guys and 
you know, then baseball bats. And I don't think I saw you talking about bats at all. No, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, I think that's really cool though. Right. Matt? Yeah. Like, that's good. Yeah. And I, I think it's an interesting example too, you know, as we talk a lot here at Calvary, it's just talking about how can we be each one of us reaching out to one mm-hmm. person. And I think part of that is, is just having these sort of normal conversations where you just care about a person in their life. Mm-hmm. So they know that you genuinely care about them, not trying to sell them something, even if what you're selling quote unquote is Jesus, mm-hmm. if they can tell if you're trying to sell them something, right. Yeah. You know, definitely. Um, the other thing I, I want to talk about in there is y- while you're working at Trinity and doing all this stuff, that's like, seems to, you know, to everybody else, it seems kind of cool. The entire time you were wrestling with, God, like a sense that God was calling you to do something else. And I actually remember me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I know where you're going. With I think this. I'm like the, yeah, the false prophet or something, but I was like, <laughs> I was, I was the one that said, don't no, no dude, don't do it. You have this incredible influence in this arena that other people don't have influence in. Like you've earned this over this time. Like don't leave it. But it seemed like it wasn't just the next day. Then you then left it. It was like over the course of time. But yeah, what was that like for you of, of, Leaving something, I'm sure it wasn't always so cool, quote unquote, and things become normal, you know, but, and and hard even, but what led you then out of that? How did that process go? Yeah, no, it, uh, um, both, I mean, God put it on my heart. He put it on my wife's heart as well. And, um, you know, and we just, I mean, started like bouncing it off of like people that we know who spend time with the Lord, that it was, they were going to process it and like help us process it and, um, what that looks like, you know, even to leave, uh, a guaranteed paycheck. Right. Um, and you know, am, am I willing to do it? And, and, uh, yeah, you, I mean, you, you pushed back on me and which was good. Cause it really just, it, it caused me to dig in and really just seek, you know, seek God and what, and what he was wanting to do. And, and, uh, I mean, your concern for me, like as a buddy and a brother, like it was, it was awesome. And I, I appreciate it. And, um, but it's, it's, it, it is, it's one of those things where, man, to, to listen to what God has in store for you and, um, even to, to be willing to take a step. And, mm-hmm. um, I, it, it was amazing. Um, we were actually here Sunday morning, um, at Calvary and, uh, I had, I had felt like that, okay, it was, it was time to even just sit down and talk to my dad and brother. Cause it would mean family business and yeah, it's true. It's hard. there's family dynamics there and, um, and, um, I've been, I, I knew it was time and, um, and I was waiting for my wife to be on the same page and, uh, it was Sunday morning here and, um, the Lord was just speaking to her that it was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, after we, we left here and we got in the car and she says, I think it's time, it's time, you know, I have a piece about it. And, um, and just like it, it was, it was, you know, us being on the same page together, but the Lord speaking to her, um, even in a different time than him speaking to me. Um, but, and I think, you know, just men, I didn't want to move without her being on the same page. And mm-hmm. so even just waiting, waiting for her to, um, to get there. Um, and really as I, I ultimately, I wanted her to hear God's voice in this because I didn't want this to be just a, another crazy thing in the journey and you know of what I wanted to do and this is something that I was pursuing and um you know even kind of from the outside it didn't quite make sense and um 
yeah, some people thought I was crazy um, <laughs> on drugs and yeah. And uh, we, we heard, we heard some of that, but you know, it's just, man, following God's lead and, and what, you know, and what, you know, he wanted me to do and sitting down and talking to my dad and my brother. And um, that was hard. It was during the slow time. So during the off season, kind of Christmas time and right before Christmas and uh, um, just said, Hey, I'd, I even want to take a week off without pay and uh, just to see like if this is really from the Lord. And, wow. um, and we did. And I went back and said, and you know, I will be, I will be stepping down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't have a job, nothing was lined up. And, uh, but Kim and myself, we both felt like God was gonna, was gonna come through. And, and then he opened up the doors for me to, to get hired on as uh, the resource development coordinator for the angels RBI. And so working with the angels and their angels RBI is underneath major league baseball charities, which is out of the New York major league baseball's office out of New York. And, um, that was awesome. And, um, the only thing that was missing there was Jesus. Yeah. So like, and you know, to be able to freely talk about Jesus and, um, amazing program and, you know, but I can see looking back on it, just God's hand was, he was guiding me, um, even just for what he wanted. He, there was tons of stuff he taught me all through the way. And, um, and then, you know, that was another big transition of actually stepping down from that. And, and then, uh, going full time with FCA. Yeah. Which I think was after talk, I mean, even years earlier, I think that's what you'd kind of even kind of hope that where God would lead you and thought mm-hmm. God might be leading you towards FCA. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then it feels like God's just really had like tons of favor on you. So ever since you started with FCA, it feels like you've really been just killing it there and it's been awesome. I'm it's, sure it's not all rosy, but <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's, uh, um, I, I don't know. I, I say this a lot that God allow, he gives us front row seats to what he's doing and, um, that's how I just, I feel there's times where we're just, we're hanging on and we get to see him move. And, um, it's even just like encouraging it that first year when I, I stepped down from RBI, um, and we were going through the summer and, you know, Kim's a preschool teacher here at Calvary and, and, uh, you know, her salary is not going to cut like three months and, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, how, God, God, how are you going to do this? And, you know, here you, you're leading us to, to make another big transition. And, um, I've sat down, um, with Noah Elias and, and, uh, he's like, man, you know, God's used you to raise funds for this nonprofit. Like, do you think that he's going to stop? And, um, and it was just, man, it was one of those big moments to where I just, you know, okay, God, I'm, I'm all in. And, um, I went to the, uh, the FCA baseball camp, the first one of that summer. And, um, one of my buddies, Sean Rooney walks up to me, uh, after the last day of camp and, uh, hands me an envelope. And in the envelope was a bunch of cash that, uh, was, would, that covered every single, uh, bill that we had for those three months of summer. Wow. wow. And that was the, the day it was Taryn, it was Taryn signs, uh, wedding. Kim was already at the wedding. So I didn't call, I didn't want to call her and tell her cause I knew that it was going to mess her makeup up. And, <laughs> and so we got in the car after the wedding and I told her and we sat there, um, just down the street from the Booker's house and wow. we just cried and just like God just showing up in a huge way, yeah. uh, providing our needs. Um, and really just answering a lot of like 
God, is this where you want us? And I mean, he made it really clear that this is where he, where mm-hmm. he wants us to be. And you know, you don't, you don't hear those stories unless you step, you take that faith step mm-hmm. right out to, to needing to be in a role that has mm-hmm. that support raising thing. And then all of a sudden you see God come through in that incredible way. It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Well, Jeff, why don't you tell us just a little bit of how can people, are there ways even that people can help serve or how can they find out more about FCA and what you're doing there? Yeah. I mean, we're constantly praying for parent volunteers, uh, for the multi-sport huddles. Um, like I said, in like North Orange County, we have 22 high schools and, um, there's pizzas that are brought in, you know, twice a month. And, um, yeah, we need, we need help. We need volunteers to help us with that. And, um, and just be praying for us and what we're doing. And, you know, we have staff on every campus or yeah. the local, uh, the church, local pastors that are partnering up with us. And, um, yeah, yeah, there's tons of ways to get involved. That's and, cool. Cause our local, all pretty much, I think most of our local schools, high schools around Calvary are have an FCA presence. Oh right? yeah. There's yeah. a big, uh, big one at Foothill and yeah. yeah, the Santa Ana schools and there's a lot. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So what's the website then for FCA? Yeah. It's ocfca.org. Cool. Yeah, get on there and check it out and has a list of everything we do for camps and huddles and yeah, we there's camps going on all the time. Jeff, we love you. We're thankful that you're here. You're actually a Calvary member and participant, and so you're very much part of everything that goes. We love you as a loving husband and you have beautiful girls and you love them well. And so we're thankful that you're here and that God has allowed you to do this in his story and you're part of our story. So we love you and we thank you. Amen. Thank you guys for having me. You got it. Thanks for being here. Thanks again for joining us on the Calvary Life Podcast. If you enjoyed our show this week, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. If you want to learn more about Calvary Church or share any of your thoughts, check us out on our website at calvarylife.org or find us on one of our social media accounts. We're on Instagram at Calvary underscore church, Facebook at Calvary Church of Santa Ana, and Twitter at Calvary Life.